Amen. Good to see you. If you're noticing something different about me this morning, you're right. I've had my hair cut. <clears throat> I've been given the spiritual gift of sight, uh, not by God, but by Specsavers in the last two weeks um, with my new glasses. So um, hope they're palatable to your viewing. Welcome online. Good to see you um, this morning. Um, I've got 10 minutes-ish to give you as much as I can um, about spiritual gifts, all right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to download and dump it. And uh, you can, if I'm too quick or you need to go back, then I'd encourage you to do so. Um, I'm expecting God to explode us in the area of spiritual gifts this morning. There's three main lists of gifts uh, in the Bible found in Romans 12, Ephesians 4, and in 1 Corinthians 12. That's the passage I'm going to look at right now. If you want to turn to it in your Bible, it's going to come up uh, on the screen. And uh, I'm going to read it. You can follow it uh, on the screen. And it says this. It says, Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. That's why we're doing this this morning. You know that when you were pagans... Somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no one who can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. It's a key verse. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. That's like a special understanding in a situation which seems completely stuck. To another, a message of of knowledge as a download from God, understanding something about someone else that you could only know by God, by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith. That's the gift for all of us to live by Him, but some have extraordinary measures to go for greater things. To another, gifts of healing. We know what that is, people being made well in the name of Jesus. By one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. We'll hear about that one later. To another, distinguishing between spirits, having discernment, what is evil, what is good, and what is God doing in the moment. To one another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. We heard about that a couple of weeks ago. And still to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are for the work of, are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Five things, very quickly. What are they? They are God's tools for us to others. I like to think of it as like God taking us to work with him. It's like going to work with your dad. Okay, my dad, when he was doing a job, he'd always pull me in. Now, he could have done the job far quicker on his own. And he'd give me his tools to help him in the job. And I've looked back now and I realize when we were building walls and laying foundations and things like that, we weren't 
particularly building walls and laying foundations. Well, we were, but he was laying foundations in me, and he was building me as his son. And you know, as we use these gifts, that's exactly what God does in us. They are for the body, the church, but they're also for outside, to build the church so that people can come from outside to inside. In a broader context, you would see Jesus with the woman at the well using a word of knowledge, something that he had no idea about. The woman had no idea about as he told him how many husbands she had. She wasn't saved at that point. Paul, walking along the road, discerned that a slave girl was having an, there was an evil spirit in her who wasn't yet a Christian, I believe. Gifts are the way that God chooses to touch earth from heaven using us. Who for? Number two. Well, verse seven says that the manifestations of the gifts, these expressions of gifts, are given to each one. Let me qualify each one. Paul says brothers and sisters. These people are in the church. They're born again. He's addressing those that are Christians and have given their lives to Jesus. They are filled with the Holy Spirit. That makes sense, doesn't it? The more you are filled with him, the more supersized your gift will be because they come from him. Who are they for? They're for people who live out their lives with faith and action. There's a biblical law of atrophy. You know, use it or lose it. That's exactly the same for the gifts. Number three, what's behind them? Love. The motivation for our use of gifts is incredible compassion given by God. Is he sandwiched between 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14 is this incredible passage in 1 Corinthians 13, all about love. Paul, after teaching on the gifts in Romans 12, verse 9, what does he talk about? Love. Your love must be sincere. I love it when Paul says, I could have the gift of prophecy I could fathom mysteries and have incredible knowledge. I could have the faith to move mountains. But if I do not have love, I am nothing but a clanging symbol. Let's follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Number four, how do they work? Well, they work in incredible harmony. God with us, us with each other, as we seek to encourage one another and build the church. Do you know what? The gift and the giver worked best under appointed and anointed leadership. That's how they work best. That's how we work them out in this context. But also with respect and honor to what else is happening in the room. Respect to the body. Each of us are members of this incredible body. Sometimes we might think that some gifts are more spiritual than others. For example, you might think that prophecy is more spiritual than 
serving or the gift of helps. But the reality is they're all spiritual equally, and they're all equally accountable. In 1 Corinthians 14, Paul talks about these gifts being used decently and in order. When we come together, it's like a symphony, and God is speaking to lots of us in different ways. And as we hear him and hear others, we can contribute well to the building and the edifying and the encouragement of the church. They can challenge, they can console, but more often than ever, they encourage and edify. Number five, I nearly got there. How do I receive them? Eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. But once you have them, hold them loosely, for they are given to you by God. Paul says, I don't want you to be uninformed so we can learn about these gifts. And I would encourage you to do so in groups this week. You would have been learning about the spiritual gifts. We've sent out a survey called the SHAPE survey. It's an incredible way to help you understand how God's made you and what your gift may be. Be open to gifts in new seasons of life. As you go through life, God often gives different aspects of gifts to different people as they grow and meet with him. These are grace gifts. We generally don't deserve them. But our Father is generous, and he wants to take us to work with him, to work out his purposes. They are at his discretion, and it's the Holy Spirit, as we've read here, that distributes them. He distributes them, each one, different gifts, in different measures to different people. Just one thing to clarify, in these gifts, in many of them, everyone can prophesy, but sometimes people have a special kind of office or responsibility or place to be a prophet. It's the same with witnessing and the gift of evangelism. Everyone's called to witness, but not everyone is going to be that evangelist, potentially preaching from platforms, seeing people go from darkness to light, but we can all talk about the love of Jesus and what he's done in our lives. So last few sentences before we watch a video of uh, some others and how they are acting in their gifts that God has given them, and you'll find out a little bit more about some of those gifts as you go. A couple of other points just to chuck out. Beware of comparing yourself with others. God will give you your gift. Don't endeavor to want someone else's necessarily. They're all equally valid. The measure of your spirituality is not how you use your gift. It is how godly you are in receiving it and giving it back to him for his glory. Friends, this body needs to hear one another so that we can be built up and encouraged for his glory.
Let's keep our security and our identity in the giver and not the gift. And as you watch this video, have expectation in your heart that God's going to upsize your gift today or perhaps give you something for the very first time that you haven't had before. And we're going to minister after we've watched these videos. Enjoy these. Hi, I'm Bernie, and God has given me the gift of prophecy. The very heart and essence of the gift of prophecy is to strengthen, encourage, and comfort others, specifically in the context of gathered believers. In 1 Corinthians 13 and 14, where Paul talks about spiritual gifts, he teaches that prophecy is nothing if I do not have love as my foundational core. So what is prophecy? At its foundation, it is a desire to love and encourage others and to advance the spiritual welfare of the body. I love the amplified version of 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3 as it gives such a helpful description of prophecy. It says, But the one who prophesies speaks to people for edification to promote their spiritual growth and speaks words of encouragement to uphold and advise them concerning the matters of God and speaks words of consolation to compassionately comfort them. This is the purpose or motivation of prophecy. But what does it look like in practice? I still have much to learn in this area and there is so much that could be said. But it is sometimes hearing from the Holy Spirit or having a strong sense in your spirit of something that God wants to say to his people in a specific context or something he wants to provide for his people or something he wants to release in his people, or something he wants to free them from or heal them from. It could be a revelation about a future event or a sense of something that is to come but is maybe not here yet. It could be a message of hope that he wants to reveal during a challenging season to encourage us and help spur us on, or specific wisdom or strategy about how God wants us to move forward in a given situation. Sometimes prophecy can be all of these things but for an individual rather than the context of gathered believers. However, we should be most expectant of it in the gathered church context as Paul teaches us in verse 23 of 1 Corinthians 14. The way we hear from God or sense his leading will be different. Some will see pictures in their minds, others will see a word or hear a word in their spirit. Some may actually hear the voice of God as clearly as they will hear you or me. Spirit speaks to some in their dreams, to others with physical visions that look as real as this room. Some will be given specific knowledge or information that they couldn't know without Spirit's revelation. But however we receive communication from God, prophecy will always be for the strengthening, encouragement or comfort of his people. You may have this gift if you have a heart to love, encourage or advance the spiritual welfare of God's people. If you love to see others living in all the fullness of what Father has for them. 
You may have this gift if you hear revelation from God in any of the ways that I've listed, and there may be others that I've not mentioned. You may have this gift if you are able to spot false teaching or lies that others believe about themselves or God that prevents them from living in the fullness that Christ promised. Ultimately, the gift of prophecy is closely linked with the gift of encouragement. I love using this gift because I love seeing others released from lies or burdens, because I love seeing God's heart for people, but especially because I love seeing him transform them, bringing kingdom freedom and revelation into their lives that causes them to live differently, bolder and stronger for Jesus. Hi, I'm Ed, and God has given me the gift of administration. Uh, Administration is about getting stuff done in a fitting and orderly way. It's about the big picture, and it's about the little details. It's about the task, uh, the team, and the individual. It's about getting us ready for revival. So when God throws open the floodgates of heaven and pours out so much blessing, the administrator finds room to store it. Now, you too might have this gift if, uh, when things are poorly organised, you get frustrated and you want to help fix them. Or if you're the kind of person who tends to bring order out of chaos. Or if you're the kind of person who becomes energised when you're working on a task or a project. Now, I love using this gift because... Well, like all the gifts the Spirit gives us, uh, they were his first. He was there at the beginning, turning the formless void into an ordered universe of light and life. Uh, I think that a, a spreadsheet in the right hands can make sure that no one gets forgotten. Uh, a detailed schedule can help make the very best of a God-given opportunity And a really well-thought-through procedure can make sure that the miraculous is repeatable. And administration, like all the Spirit's gifts, is for the benefit of his church. It helps us grow in a healthy way. Hello, I'm Susan West. I work at the Community Hub here. God has given me the gifts of helps and service, and mercy helps. The gift of helps and service is the impulse to walk alongside a person or group of people to help them to complete a God-inspired task. People with this gift tend to not be interested in the limelight, much preferring to work quietly behind the scenes or even in secret helping in ways that save others work or responsibility. They're loyal, think Samwise Ganji. They attend to the detail of the thing. They're not so much the visionaries, but the helping hands and eyes. What's the goal? How would you like that to happen? Let me help you to make that happen. Therefore, they make really good deputies. You may have this gift if you love helping bring other people's ideas to life. If you yourself are not motivated by public recognition, or if you have an instinct 
for saying yes. I love moving in this gift because I get to have adventures with God and with people that I wouldn't have had otherwise. I love being inspired by God and by others. I love that fire that he puts inside me. And for me, what others might consider work feels like a dance with the Holy Spirit taking the lead. For me, serving is just fun. And if that's the same for you, please do uh, consider volunteering with the Community Hub. You can see more at citygate.church forward slash volunteer. It will cheer you up. The gift of mercy helps is being able to feel and experience God's compassion for people facing difficulties and being able to find ways of providing them with the help and support they need at that time. It's being able and willing to feel what it's like to be them. It's being able to connect with them without judging them. You may have this gift if you're drawn towards people who are hurting, sick, disabled, elderly, or any of those groups that our society prefers to overlook. You may have this gift if God inspires you towards compassion rather than judgment. And if you're good at finding ways to love, support, and include people who are struggling. I can't say I enjoy moving in this gift because I don't really think about it. And it's not always joyful. But I experience a strong connection with God when I'm moving in this gift. Because all I have to offer the Holy Spirit is my availability and responsiveness to his leading. Sometimes he leads me to people Sometimes he leads them to me, perhaps through the doors of our community hub here. And when we meet, I feel a tangible sense of God's love for them and his intention for them to experience his goodness and his presence, both in clear, practical ways and through our interaction together. There's a sense of eternity in it all, a sense of an invitation to the throne room to meet the king, a sense of an invitation to the feast. Hello, my name is Simon, and this is my wife, Pauline. Known to our close friends as S&P, salt and pepper, God has given us the gift of hospitality. Romans 12, verse 13 says... Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Hospitality is the ability to welcome one's family, friends and strangers as guests in your home, some of whom may not yet be Christians. It differs from entertaining, which is putting on a show to impress. Hospitality, by contrast, says, Come over to my place. No airs and graces. Whether you live in a house or a bedsit, or a student pad. People love to be invited in, even if it's just for a cup of tea or coffee or a bowl of soup. People tend to come for the company, not the food. However, when we get invited around someone's house, Simon loves a biscuit. Most of us have a kitchen, which is known as the heart of the home. 
We find there is something about the casualness of this room that makes people feel totally relaxed and free to chat. You know people love to be fed. A special way of giving hospitality is by hosting a bring and share meal. Maybe you have a kitchen table or a dining room table, or weather permitting, a balcony, or a kitchen area which could be used for hosting. It's amazing what God can do through the conversations as you eat and chat together. Don't worry about opening your door. Just offer yourself and your home to God and ask him to show you the people he would like you to host. You may have the gift of hospitality if, for example, you enjoy having people in your home. You have a heart to reach out to others. You enjoy watching people have fun. You consider your home as a place of ministry. Is your front door open and ready? Remember, a guest always brings pleasure. And relax, have fun as you practice hospitality. It's rewarding and you will be so blessed. Hi, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Gordon, uh, and I'm told that God has given me the gift of encouragement. The dictionary says that encouragement is the action of giving someone support, confidence, or hope. In a church context, this gift involves motivating, inspiring, and consoling others so that they can mature in their walk with Jesus. So you may have this gift if, for example, you enjoy being nice to others. You can help a person move from pessimism to optimism, you love people and will treat them with sensitivity and patience. And I love using this gift because actually it's really easy to use and it's fun seeing the impact that it has. Nearly everyone likes being encouraged. And I believe that everyone here in the room and online has to some measure the gift of encouragement already. And it doesn't just have to be big, deep Christian things that we can be encouraging about. The other day, my energy company, for example, went bust, and I realised that lots of people would be phoning up their helpline, being quite stressed. So I decided to write them an email saying how grateful I was for their excellent service over the years, and that I was really sad the company had gone bust. And I told them that loads of their customers cared about them, and were so sorry that they'd lost their jobs. We got back such a beautiful reply uh, from Charlotte, one of their agents, uh, that Kate and I then sent her a £15 Amazon voucher just to say, you know, we think you're wonderful and we hope you can buy yourself a small treat. And I think it's fair to say that she was encouraged. In fact, so much so that she sent Katie and I a picture of her dog. If you need a picture of a dog, please let me know. So my encouragement to you would be to say or to do something to encourage someone this week and then see what happens and then do it again and again. And without even noticing it, you'll be soon flexing your encouragement muscles and if you're feeling bold, maybe tell someone that they're loved and precious to God. Encouragement is a great gift. It's a lot of fun. Uh, enjoy using it and ask God to give you more of it. Thanks very much. A good one, though. Now, obviously, we can't do every gift like that. We would love to. Could have given it a whole morning. Uh, all day, or two mornings. Um, so there are many gifts. Um, but I encourage you to read those scriptures I talked about earlier, to seek God, to what he has for you in this season.
We're going to minister together. We've got 10 minutes. I believe God wants to pour down his gifts from heaven through the Holy Spirit to us today. Do you want to stand?